Hi everybody, welcome to Wrong Term Memory. My name's Jack. And my name's Colin. Jack, how are you? Are you finally over these sniffles? Yeah, no, mate. No, still got the sniffles, but uh, I feel feeling better generally. But my nose just keeps going like the clappers. But apart from that, mate, all good yourself? Uh, yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad at all. Um, had a couple of days off last week from work, so shorter week, which was nice. Um, yeah, we're now nice. what? Uh, yeah. We're what, a month away, away from Christmas now. The songs are on the radio. The shopping's in full force. We all be online. So just looking forward to all that sort of festivities and shit happening. Yeah, man, looking forward to it myself, looking forward to it myself. So, um, I put the call out on Twitter, at Wrong Term Memory, just asking for emails and suggestions and stuff like that for a sort of listener show, which is something that uh, we enjoy doing. So, we've had quite a, a, a decent um, input from people, which is always, it's always nice, so it's calling to get that interaction. I enjoy it anyway. I yeah, I certainly do. Uh, I, I like the interaction side of it, and I also quite like the idea of other people providing the the content for us, and us really just aggregating it. So that sounds good to me as well. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so I suppose without further ado, we may as well just sort of dive straight into the to the meat of the episode. And um, somebody called at Jocks Twitter uh, on Twitter got in contact, and he sort of suggested, "What about weird accidents?" and maybe the, the aftermath of these accidents. So we're going to do things a little bit out of order. I'm going to read what uh, Jock, I presume he's called, well, he might not be called Jock, but um, I'm going to call him Jock for the sake of ease. Um, I'm going to just read out what Jock sent in and then take a wee look at some of the stuff that we've pulled together. So um, I've got a tale about my wee mate, let's call him Brian because that's his name. (laughs) Uh, Right, so, who's a guitar tech, supposedly for a worldwide music star, uh, best part of 40 years ago or so, working back a while now, before I knew him actually, Brian was heading home from his girlfriend's house late one night on his motorbike through the streets of Glasgow. He did a wee bit of the type of fun you aren't supposed to have before driving but swears blind this car came barreling through a red light at a crossroads and he t-boned right into it right between the front wheel and the driver's door he says it was all in slow motion as he locked eyes with the driver before taking off in a somersault over the bonnet of the ford cortina it's always a ford cortina back in the 70 sort of yeah it always is that kind of it's that what was that tv show that was always famous the cantina is it the two policemen, what was it? The Sweeney or something? Yeah, yeah that was it. I was thinking Starsky and Hutch, but that's the American one, yeah. I'm sure the Sweeney was all Ford containers and all that shit. Um, it's very much an enthusiast car these days. I think you don't see many of them on the road. No, you don't see a lot of them kicking about. Um, it was a rainy night. Brian cleared the car and landed on the other side in what can only be described as the way you sit in a bath. Body crumpled forward over his legs before snapping back as he slid along the road on his arse for about 20 yards or so. He sat there for a bit under the car until the car driver ran over to ask if he was okay and check him over. As Brian gathered himself to get up on his feet, the driver said to him, holy fuck, we man, check the neck of your balls. That's when the pain kicked in and Brian realised the asphalt had grated through his jeans, Y-fronts, Bossack and approximately 50% of his left chucky. A visit to the hospital followed by Brian's Borna Hoff <laughs> um, <laughs> were tucked neatly back into their pouch. Oh, and secured there with some coarse stitching. The wee man oh. went on to have a couple of kids and has a first-class gory tale for parties. That sounds awful. Oh, yes. Oh, mate, it, it's horrendous. <clears throat> like, 
maybe this is a Scottish thing. I'm not sure if anybody listening in England will understand this or not, but I grew up playing a, a fair bit of football on pitches that were made up of red ash. Red ash, um, Not grass, not turf, not astroturf, just bits of red ash, like little sharp, horrible stone type things. And I think they're a Scottish invention. I don't think they have them in England, but... I've had a few instances where I went over on that and scraped my leg or scraped the back of my thigh and things like that, and it was agony. But doing it to such a degree that it goes through your jeans, through your boxers, and rips your balls open. Fuck. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Like, I, I don't know, even just talking about a ball injury, I, 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 you know me, like, we talk about some quite grim stuff, and we quite like the, the serial killers and all that sort of stuff, but talking about a ball injury... You feel it in your own bars when you talk about it, don't you? It, it, it just it hits you. Oh, God, man. No, it sounds absolutely horrendous. Like, the worst pain that's ever happened to me is, I, I, lucky enough, I've now broke a bone in my life, um, but I, I snapped all the tendons and ligaments in my left ankle playing football years ago, and that was the sorest thing that ever happened to me. Um, I've also, like, I've been hitting the balls a couple of times, like, as, as a youngster, and I was sick once after... Like, literally just getting flicked in the buzz. Right? And I just couldn't control myself and I was sick everywhere. But to actually bust your sack open so that you see, you actually see your ball is... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It just gives you the jeebies, man. What's the, what's the sorest thing that's ever happened to you off the top of your head, mate? Um, sorest thing that's ever happened to me... I'm not sure, actually. Like, I'm like you. I've never, I've never remembered any broken bones. I had one broken bone in my nose. Um, my mm. nose was broken when I was about 15. Um, I kissed a girl at an under-18s dancing in Glasgow and her ex-boyfriend wasn't happy about it and he broke my nose uh, with one punch. Um, only other bit of kind of fight or aggression I've ever been involved in. Um, my pals all battled him the next day in school, which was nice. But um, I don't even remember that being sore because I think I'd had some some uh, buckfast and some other various drinks. Aye. So <laughs> I didn't really feel it. I'm trying to think what painful... Probably the most painful, I had whooping cough once and it turned into pneumonia right. and every time I coughed, my brain seemed to rattle around my head and just was absolutely painful as anything. So I, I always thought that up there. I always thought that whooping cough was something that like young kids got. I never realised you is. could sort of get it when you were older, but... A lot of, a lot of babies have it. I caught it in, I caught it in Florida. I was... We, we were having people around to the villa one day, and it was a Saturday, and we had GBX on a, like a stereo outside, and we were all drinking, uh-huh. and this big mass thunderstorm came on, and me and one of the guys stayed in the pool during this sort of thunderstorm, and I'm sure that's where I caught it. We went home a couple of days later, and I was already feeling a bit shitty, and I think I got I caught it on the plane coming back, and oh, it was like a really bad chest infection, turned into whooping cough, turned into pneumonia, ended up in hospital, and I always remember just that cough in particular. I used to cough, my head was sore, and then my brain started to shake, and then my throat was sore. It was kind of just hitting me from all levels, and that's probably the most pain I've been in, um, I would an, imagine. An actual disease, so not like what you would call acute pain, where it's like short, sharp, and sweet. Like no, actual, I think that's... Yeah, yeah I, I've, been, I've, I've had some issues with my leg over the last 12 months or so and had some real pain with that and stuff but I think in terms of just a short, sharp hitting pain, that pain when my when I used to cough was legitimately feeling like, like a punch right. because it was just a sudden sharp pain right, right in my head I'd go with that I think Right, well because Jock um, suggested weird accidents I've not really looked at accidents but I've, I've pulled together a bunch of sort of 
um, unusual deaths basically um, over the years. So I've got eight or nine of them together, um, going all the way back to sort of antiquity, almost all the way through until basically a, a couple of years ago, I think. I don't have the dates, but um, you'll be able to tell by the names involved because I'm going to start mate with a guy called Charondas. We'll go with that, Charondas, who was a Greek lawgiver from Scilly. Um, according to the Diodorus Siculus, um, he issued a law that anyone who brought weapons into the assembly must be put to death. One day he arrived at the assembly seeking help to defeat some uh, brigands in the countryside with a knife still attached to his belt, and then in order to uphold his own law, he committed suicide, mate. Oh my god. Well, it's a stupid law. Um, but fair play to him, kudos for living by it, I suppose, and really working the gimmick, I suppose, to actually do it. it totally working the gimmick there, man. Yeah, <laughs> like it sounds something. It kind of sounds like something you hear in Japanese lore, basically. Um, yes, they're very much uphold honour and stuff like that. I wouldn't really have thought it would be something that happened in Greece, but. It's, it's unusual for somebody in that position of power, though, to take the fall. You would imagine if like, one of his lieutenants or someone of his age or something, they would kind of take the honour and do it, but you, would, you wouldn't think he would actually go through with it himself. So, fair play to him. That's quite un- unfortunate, but also quite <laughs> impressive, I suppose. Yeah, again, you don't know how many of these stories are true and how many are, are, are a bit mythical, but um, to, to take the law that you passed so seriously to kill yourself, I suppose, takes a bit of fucking balls. Um what do you want to do, mate? Do you want to do a couple each, or do you want to just, just do one each? Yeah, we'll just swap let's do, let's do one each, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I found this one quite funny. <laughs> this is quite good, yeah. An unnamed person was beaten to death with a Bible <laughs> during a healing ceremony gone wrong in Honolulu. He was being treated for malaria when his family summoned a kahuna who decided he was possessed by devils and tried to exorcise the demons and basically weathered him to death with a Bible. <laughs> Oh, very man. holy of them, yeah. Yeah, fucking full of holes by the end of it. That is awful. Like, I could bite the Bible's not a wee, that's not a paperback, that's a proper <laughs> hard book. That's going to hurt you. I mean, it's, it's two books, really, and it's wow, that's not cool. I've got, I just don't have this image in my head. I just like this wee guy, like me or you, and then, like you say, it's just leathering them with a like a, a hardback Bible. But uh, not not very holy um, of the guy anyway to battle somebody to death. My my dad no. um, sh- swore blind that he seen an exorcism when he was younger. Like he walked into a room, the bed was floating about and stuff like that. I think he was maybe telling right. me porky pies. But um, it a bit. <laughs> yeah, he kind of he, he swore blind for that um, that, he, that he'd seen an, an exorcism. But what do you think of these fucking religious fever? Like you ever see some of the videos and stuff like that with? Uh, um, people pretending that they're getting exercised with demons in front of the, in front of the church and stuff like that, and then like, I seen one the other day where the guy's phone goes, and he stops getting exercised and just like because he obviously wants to see who's pinged him, basically who's pinged my message. Wow. <laughs> it stops um, dead. It's absolute bonkers, isn't it? Like you see it a lot in America, like evangelical stuff. There's a couple of evangelical TV stations in America that I've seen clips from. And there was a guy at the start of the whole coronavirus um, crisis basically cursing the coronavirus and ordering it to go away by the power of God and stuff like that. And they firmly believed. No, well, it's, it's still here. So, no, <laughs> I don't think it does. Um, but it's it's basically a money-making exercise. There's a, a programme on HBO. I'm trying to remember what it's called. And it's basically about three 
kind of evangelist a family of them that kind of go around America. Um, Is it what the big fat guy in it, John Goodman? Yeah, John Goodman's in it, yeah. Yeah, I've not seen it, mate, but I know what you're talking about. It's maybe really good. Yeah. It is really good. It's, right. it's it's a very good show actually, and it kind of shows it for what it is. It's basically just a big money making exercise. These guys are going round and putting on shows, and people are donating fortunes to them. Yeah. Um. People are very gullible when it comes to religion, aren't they? Yeah, it's a money grab, mate. It's a money grab. Um. I quite like this one as well. Um, after watching Kung Fu Capers, an episode of The Goodies, uh, Alex Mitchell laughed continuously for 25 minutes, then fell dead on his sofa from heart failure. Basically, laughed himself to death. Because there's worse ways to go, to go, but yeah, I bet there is. But fuck me, that must be. I don't, I've never, I've never seen the goodies. I can't, I can't see whether it's funny enough to warrant that or not. Um, but I suppose it is one of the better ways to go laughing. But I would imagine laughing yourself dead probably becomes quite uncomfortable at some point, where you lose your breath and you just start to die. That's <laughs> grim, grim uh, man. I think. Um... I don't think I actually put it in the notes, but I think he did have an underlying condition that right, okay. was sort of brought on by the, the continuous laughter. It wasn't really a laughing that killed him. It was some underlying heart failure thing, but um, it was definitely Kung Fu Capers. That just sounds like a <laughs> terrible episode of anything, really. It really does, yeah. It sounds like that's the bottle episode halfway through and they run out of money, isn't it? Yeah, Capers spelled with a K, obviously. Kung yeah. Fu Capers, man. Sounds pish. <laughs> sounds terrible. Um, next one, Michael Scaglione died after smashing his golf club against a golf cart. The head broke off and impaled him in the throat, oh. severing his jugular vein. Um, so, it sounds like somebody for the fucking Sopranos. It does, Michael Scaglione. Yeah, yeah, dying on a golf course. Um, but aye, that sounds pretty horrendous. That's that's kind of a phrase you don't hear as much now as well, going for the jugular. That used to be like a quite common phrase back in the day. It's kind of faded away now, but the jugular vein, that's the one you really don't want to get severed. Um, he's fucked when that happens. Aye, so that's, is that the, there's one in your leg that's it's pretty important, then there's one in your neck that's obviously important. I think the jugular's yeah. in your neck, and then you've got the, you've got the, the other one. The one in your legs, the, the, it's kind of the, I hate to say this, it's the kind of suicide in the bath one, isn't it? That's the, the one they tend to go for in the bath. Um I'm sure it would have been the wrists in the bath, but um, I know what you mean. Yeah, in the inside. Because the wrists, yeah, yeah. Like the wrists is quite traumatic, right. whereas your legs under the water. Um, but my experience and knowledge of this comes from 13 Reasons on Netflix, right? So it's not probably as scientific as it could be. Right. Um, but yeah, well, the one in the legs supposed to be the bad one as well. This guy's name is uh, Dick, Dick Worthing. Um, was tennis yeah, uh, he was a tennis linesman. He died after a ball struck him in the balls, and he fell out of his chair. <laughs> so did, did he die of a ball injury or a falling out of the chair? Oh, I think it would have been the falling out of the chair, man. But he <laughs> oh. st- struck in the sack, and you know how that way you keel over. Oh, yeah. And he's fell out of the chair, man. You know Bit that feeling. Hmm. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that feeling as you fall, but like the whole kind of world moves in slow motion. Yeah. Yeah, could you imagine that happening to you while having sword balls? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder the cunt died, man. Uh, Fuck me. That's one of the uh, that's one of the worst ways to go. That this one is amazing in a bad way, obviously. An entire football team of eleven in Eastern Kasi, which is a dem- the dem- Democratic Republic of the Congo, were fatally struck by lightning while playing a game. The other team left the se- the scene completely unharmed. Yeah, it's bizarre. I've read about this in in more depth before, and. I just, I, even after reading about it, couldn't quite wrap my head around how it happened. I don't know. 
must have just yeah must have just spread in that one half of the pitch it must have been just before kickoff or something when they're all standing in one bit i don't know or doing like having a team talk or something but that is that's pretty bad luck man it's just a just a tad yeah just a tad i don't know if they all had the same sort of boots on maybe that affected it or i don't know maybe they all would i don't know tall hair so it hit them first fuck knows but that's horrendous um yeah. Speaking about horrendous though, let's hear this next one. <laughs> um, a guy called Kenneth Pinion, um, he died from injuries caused by anal sex with a stallion. So, um, I'm assuming by stallion he means a horse. Yeah, I would imagine so. He's, he's let a horse have sex with him and it's killed him. I don't, it just seems, <laughs> I don't know, it just seems, it seems out there. The source is Wikipedia, right? So, like, how reliable wikipedia can be at times as is debatable but it's on now with a source i didn't look at the source obviously no i don't <laughs> want to do that like, i think if you're um if you're dying by having anal sex for a horse there's only one thing to say to that nay way <laughs> nay joy kind of sells you man that's like that's not fair on the horse it's like forcing a horse to pump you <laughs> It's like weird. Can you force a horse to pump you? Like the horse must have wanted to pump him. Oh, it's not like he's. It's, it's still man. I don't know how. I don't know how re- re- reverse sexual forcing works, but like that horse must have. I don't know. Like I, let's move on. Right. Yes. Um. Next one. Um. This this one's good. <laughs> um. This this one's great because. Um, Mildred Bowman, 62, and Alice Wardle, 68, were two sisters killed in Benidorm, Spain. There's their first problem, going to Benidorm. Um, they became trapped for four days when their fold-up bed collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, dying in a fold-up bed in a <laughs> shitty apartment in fucking Benidorm. Oh, man. Poor bastard. That's uh, probably um, the worst way to go, man. That's horrendous. Um... Jack, you you come up with quite a few of these. I found a couple earlier on myself, which were quite good as well. Um, one I'm sure you remember because I'm sure when it happened, I sent you the clip of it. Right. Um, the woman being sucked into an escalator in China. No, this doesn't ring a bell to me at all, man. No. So in July of 2015, a mother was walking up an escalator with her child, and when they got to the top of the escalator, one of the vents was missing. Basically, she tripped into this vent and she pushed the two-year-old child out the way. The two-year-old child turned round just to see the mother falling into this vent and basically being crushed to death in this elevator. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Like, that that's always, like, always, that was a fear as a youngster, you know, you would jump at the end in case you got shook down to the fucking yeah. escalator, man. Like, I didn't actually I know that, what, yeah. it happened. Yeah. It actually had happened, yeah. And then the other one I saw, which was ironically... It's ironic for a couple of times, right? Because this woman who was a fitness trainer, right? And she was quite big on Instagram. She had 156,000 followers, right? And people followed her because of her healthy lifestyle and the fact that she was in perfect shape, right? But her name was Rebecca Burger. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But um, when she was 33, she lost her life because she was basically coming out of the shower and putting cream on herself you know kind of like girls come in and they put moisturizer and all that shit on after the shower Aye. she was doing that and the the cream dispenser that the bottle that she was using exploded and it hit her in the chest with such velocity it killed her basically put her into a cardiac arrest and killed her yeah I've, I've heard of her before i never remembered her name but i have heard of her before man that's um that's a shame like 
this is kind of off topic, but you know how back in the day there used to be scientists that were like they couldn't find like participants, so they would test themselves. Basically, this guy yeah. wanted to see what skin done if it had any purpose, so he varnished himself. Like he varnished his whole body and nearly died, um, because no you, you, yeah, you you need um, you, your skin needs to breathe basically. So he varnished himself, and his lab assistant came in and found him. And I swear to God, he had to sand him <laughs> to bring him back to life. This <laughs> 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 sounds like a terrible joke, man, but it's true. I swear to God. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Um, we got we got an email this week from another guy called Colin, good name, um, yeah. asking us just a, a couple of really quick, one of the other questions, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, so three very quick sort of or questions, basically, um, single malt or blend. Um, now, I'm not a massive whiskey drinker, but surely the only answer to that is, is malt whiskey, like like blended, uh, like bells and stuff like that, it's just as pretty bad like i don't enjoy whiskey per se but i would rather have a glen Mondy or something for sure i think that's an, an easy one colin but I, um I yes uh, yeah i mean the answer is single malt however i wouldn't thank you for either of them um i don't like i'm a scottish person but i do not like whiskey i don't enjoy it at all much prefer the kind of american bourbon sort of versions and stuff like that huh. um but it's, it's a funny old thing about whiskey my dad's got quite a big whiskey collection and i'm trying to help him sell it at the minute, when I say help him, um, I'm doing pretty much everything. You're doing it all, basically, yeah. Yeah, um, but he's got some bottles that are worth like, thousands and thousands of pounds for this bottle of liquid, basically, um, which is why it's quite difficult to sell it. Um, we've had a couple of offers and stuff so far, but not quite what we want. One guy tried to buy the whole collection, but we're told out, so we think we can sell them singularly for a little bit more. But right. the price that people are willing to pay for some of these bottles of whiskey, it just blows my brain when you think about you're buying something that it's either going to sit in a shelf, and it will probably make you more money, but it's just going to sit in a shelf, or you're going to drink it and then piss it out a few hours later. So it does see it just it, it melts my brain that it's worth the money that it's worth. Like, see, your dad when he was buying them, was he buying them as an investment? Was it like something that he thought to himself, right, that this will do we retirement yeah. pot type thing? Was it a yeah? A plan? He, he yeah he was he bought he bought them years ago. My, my dad worked in. Um, an industry where there was a lot of lorry drivers and stuff involved in it and he got a lot of bottles and bought a lot of bottles off people like that and various things and bits and pieces so uh-huh. he, he he bought them at quite cheap rates and stuff like that so he's, he's made a, he will make a fair bit of money on it but it was always with the idea that it would be worth more money one day but I don't think he expected them to be worth what they are, what they are worth when I sat and actually categorised them all for him So what is what's the most expensive bottle like I don't Particularly, need to know the name or anything. But if you get as a one worth like two grand, three grand, what's the sort of what's what's the ballpark figure for that? There's there's one bottle in particular that sold last year for like eight and a half thousand pound. Fucking hell, man! That no, yeah. that's really wild. <laughs> it's fucking bonkers. So if you how many shots are in a bottle of whiskey? So seventy milliliters, thirty five mil, twenty shots. So what's what's that? Nearly four hundred and twenty five pound a shot. Something like well. Uh, that so, was quick maths. I've no idea if it's right. <laughs> I, I was going to say, but, you, I was going to say, you've either worked it out before or just made it up. No, no. So, well, what? Seventy-five milliliters, right? Um, aye, that's so definitely twenty shots. shots. Ah, yeah, right. twenty aye. shots. So, yeah, aye, four to five a shot. You've done no bad yeah, there. That, that is bonkers. Like, there's. I don't care if what you're serving me or how nice it tastes. It's not worth four hundred and twenty-five pound. No, it's not. Um, 
a bit of a strange one, NHS or private. Now, I've only ever been in the hospital once, and it was about six months ago, and it was in the NHS, and I was going to say I had like, a good experience. I was in the hospital, but you know what I mean? It was Everybody was yeah. friendly and stuff like that, so um, I don't have private, I don't have insurance or anything like that, so I don't see, I wouldn't go out my road to go private, but you might have a different thought on this, mate, I don't know. Um, NHS is obviously tremendous, it's one of the kind of founding stones of our country, really, and something we should be really proud of, which is why a lot of people were outside the doors clapping for them and stuff like that, um, they're amazing for what they do, it's not free, you pay for it in your tax and your national yeah. insurance and stuff like that, so it's a bit of a myth that it's free. Um, but it is very, very good, and we should be proud of it. I did, I, I do get private medical care from my work though, and I used it recently, and it, it was very, very good. I'll be honest. Um, I was given a waiting time on the NHS of about four months to get something uh, looked at and dealt with, and I went private, and it was done in three weeks, and it was a very, very good service, and it was well worth it. Would I pay if I could pay it myself? If it was one money, probably not. I would have waited. But when you've got the option to use it, it's pretty good, I think. Yeah, if I work in the public sector, so you don't, obviously don't get offered private healthcare, but I would take it, yeah. No yeah, doubt definitely, it's, it. it's well yeah. worth it, yeah. And listen, me taking it, my work paying for it, means somebody else might not wait three months for it on NHS, which is good as well. So it all kind of works, I think. Yeah. Uh, Christmas or works, Christmas or New, New Year, Colin has asked as well. Um, I've always preferred New Year. Um but I've, I've never had kids or anything like that, so Christmas kind of lost its pizzazz many years ago. So I've always preferred the party at New Year, but I, I understand, especially if you've got kids, it's, surely it's all about the kids, man. Like I think if you don't have kids, Christmas shouldn't be a big deal. Karmic's quite a big deal out of it. She's always wants, she always wants to get tons of presents for people and, and stuff like that. And I always say to yourself, look, you're buying presents for adults here, you should put like a limit of like, for an adult, a tenner or something, you know what I mean? Like, just a wee, I'm thinking of you type present and spend the money on the kids. So, that's my sort of personal opinion. Maybe what about yourself? Do you prefer Christmas or New Year? I think um, when I was really younger, I preferred Christmas. When I first I started drinking and going out, I preferred New Year. Now, as a 36 year old adult with a grown up child, no other kids, I probably still prefer Christmas, you know. Because my wife doesn't, she's not a big fan of New Year. She hates it. She's quite happy to go to her bed right. and miss the bells. So we never ever make a big deal of New Year, really, to be honest. Um, whereas, you know me, Jack, I'm quite, I like getting presents and I'm quite, I I like I like people buying me things and I like new stuff and shiny things right, and stuff right. like that. So Christmas is pretty good. I, quite, I love Christmas food. Like one of the highlights to build up to Christmas is the Marks and Spencer's food catalogue coming out and getting to look through that and planning what we're going to buy from there and stuff. So I'd probably go with Christmas, I think, going with the scene family, presents, all the amazing food. And I always tend to have about two weeks off work at Christmas or three weeks off work, depending if I've been wise with my holidays. So that's always something I look forward to as well. So I would probably go with Christmas over New Year. Yeah, I always get two weeks at Christmas anyway. So, um, yeah. They're both good. I like them both. They're both good. Um, I can. Do you think it'd be interesting if they were a little bit more spread out? Like, say, say Christmas was December, but New Year was June. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's quite good that it's all sort of combined together. Yeah, I don't, I've never thought of it till now, but it'd be interesting. It would just be a different way of looking at it. You, you just link the two of them together, but they're really not 
linked for any reason other than they're a week, a week apart from each other, really. There's no reason why they have to be linked together. Yeah. Because, dare I say, if this Jesus guy really was kicking about, I don't think December the 25th was actually his birthday in the first place. So, it's just a, it's just a date and a calendar, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. Um, a bit shorter this week, I think. We're going to get onto the forums pretty quickly, actually, because um, at Colin Simpson 253 on Twitter... Um, suggested shit nicknames and we are we are fans of, of shitty nicknames and we've covered them on other shows in the past um, Colin's suggestions are he knew a bloke called Radio Pete back in the day because he always wore a cap with a built in radio now, oh man do you remember I, them I can <laughs> vaguely man like did I have did an aerial sticking out though <laughs> I was going to say I, like if I had the big fucking like did that make a difference that antenna I think it must have done something, but I don't know. I, was, was the, I bet you that antenna was more to do with everybody needs to know I've got a radio cap on, so let's make the biggest antenna we can. Just kind of reminds me of the stupid beer caps as well, like something that just, I, I don't know, you think it would be a novelty that we'd, you would wear once, but obviously this guy Pete, Radio Pete back in the day, was just ripping about listening to the radio. Do you know what? Like... See when it's a nice day, mate, and you've got shorts on or whatever, and you don't have enough pockets, that's about a pain in the ass. So I suppose a radio hat or an iPod hat nowadays or iPhone hat might come in handy. You do get those strap things that you can wear to the gym. I suppose you could strap your phone into um, because, like, I'm a smoker, so I've got fags, phone, wallet, keys. I don't have enough pockets, man, and that's about a pain in the ass when it's, the weather's nice. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who has lived exclusively in shorts now since the pandemic started in March, um, I did actually end up going out and buying um, some new shorts that had pockets and stuff like that because I was so sick of just nicking down Carrying the stuff. local Tesco or the yeah. local shop and basically juggling car keys, a phone and a wallet with whatever I was buying. It was a nightmare. Um, but I've kind of got get better with it now because I just got that new iPhone that came out and I got the Apple wallet that magnetises onto the back of the phone. So now my phone is also the wallet, so my cards are kind of connected to the back of it. So that's just one thing to carry. So it's a bit easier, but I don't know. I, I, to be I fair, I don't carry a wallet that. anymore, really. I've not carried a wallet I, in a long time now. I, I always did. Yeah. always did, but now they've got all your kind of cards on Apple Pay and stuff like that. I tend this wee card wallet I've got now. It only holds three cards, so I always just have one credit card one debit card just in case because I ever need to take out cash and I've got my driver's license in there and that's really all you need nowadays. I'll, I'll be happy the day that cash isn't a thing to be fair. I, I really don't like cash. I think if with the whole COVID situation and everybody's increased awareness around germs and filth and stuff like that, that this is probably a good time to get rid of cash and stop people passing bits of paper around and dirty coins and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I would get rid of that straight away and just have the whole Apple Pay, the whole wireless payment stuff that would be the the, the the ideal thing for me yeah it's definitely heading that way mate um colin also knew a guy called tony the pony simply because the guy had a ponytail <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a third guy he knew called glitch um because his mum and dad said he was a mistake <laughs> that's pretty that's that's kind of that's a bit shite man <laughs> like your parents are actually saying that to you <laughs> yeah that is a bit of a shame isn't it like how do you i wonder if i don't know how that would feel like how you'd get over it. I, I am the opposite of a mistake, Jack. I, my mum and dad fought for me. I was um, 
I've worked this out that I think in Scotland I was the 12th or the 13th ever test tube baby. Um, so mum and dad couldn't have a child and they got sort of help and I was actually growing in a petri dish and then putting a test tube um, and I was one of the first ones in Scotland, if not the UK, yeah. for it to happen to. So I've always felt kind of, I've always felt extra loved in a way because mum and dad kind of fought to have me more than anything else, uh-huh. which is the exact opposite of that. I think finding out that you were a mistake must be a bit shit, <laughs> but... I would probably, I'd, I'd say there's probably a hell of a lot more mistakes kicking about now than there ever was because of the amount of shagging that goes on and stuff and underage and young pregnancies and stuff. Here, so mate, do you know it. what? Um, there are less underage pregnancies nowadays. There is less teenage shagging since the inception of porno, basically. It has. Yeah. Um, there are studies out there that tell us that all that stuff's dropping because, like, kids are, are watching porn that much that right. it's affecting them mentally and also physically. So, like, erectile dysfunction in under 30s is, like, 10 times higher than it used to be, see, like, 20 years ago or whatever, just because people can't get off because of porn, basically. Um, wow, it's, it's, um, in fact, it's... I'm pretty sure it's in the, the John Ronson documentary where you know how he interviews the Belgian guy that started like oh, Pornhub and yeah. stuff. Yeah, you're right. He does. It does come up in that. Yeah, he yeah. he he goes, he goes for the jugular with that guy, saying, "Look what you've created. <laughs> you've created these kids that are impotent, basically." Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, so there's there's sort of less of that going on, which is, which is a shame. It was. Well, it's not a shame for me, but you know what I mean. It was... It's not a, it's, it's not a big deal anyway. I don't think like you, you might have been, you might have been a mistake, right? But fuck, as soon as you're born, you're not a mistake. You're, I think the love becomes pretty apparent straight away. Yeah, and it's not really a big issue. So I think it's a big deal. Right, mate. Well, quickly, um, I pulled together some forum stuff. We've got eight, so we'll just do, we'll just do one each. Um, all about nicknames, okay. basically. Some of these are, I don't know if one or two of these are actually yours. But some, I think some of them we've used in the past. Or right, okay. Past anyway. Maybe that's what it is. So um, I'll go with the first one if you don't mind. Yeah, man, on you go. Okay, so lad at my work has an overactive thyroid, meaning that his eyes are bulging and protruding out of his eye sockets. The poor bugger has even had an operation to try and fix it. We really shouldn't laugh. He's a cracking lad and a good guy to boot, but it slays me every time. He's known as how much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how much? How much? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, that's amazing. Superb, man. Um, a friend of ours got a small part in a film and he moved himself to Hollywood thinking he got his big break. His part got cut and he came back to Glasgow. He is known locally as Robert De Nearly. <laughs> oh, mate. That's amazing. Um, I've got a funny kind of Robert De Niro story kind of linked to that. Right, on you go then. Um, Guy I know became an actor, did various acting stuff and all that sort of stuff, and a friend of his got a part in a film and um, was invited to the rap party for the film in America. So he's at this sort of rap party and Robert De, Robert De Niro was there. So he gets talking to Robert De Niro, basically spent the whole night trying to slowly but surely become closer and closer to Robert De Niro so he could spark up a conversation with him. And Robert De Niro was talking to him and telling him about his next project he was working on. So Robert De Niro was kind of describing the next film that he's going to be in and giving all the details of it and that sort of stuff. And he said to this guy who was just basically an extra in this film, so um, have you got any work coming up? 
well, what's your next gig? Right. And rather than saying, no, I've not got anything, or no, I'm just waiting for my next thing, or no, do you know anything? What this guy said to Robert Dorino in America was, uh, I've got some stuff lined up that I did last year, so I'm going back to the Magnum Centre and I'm going to be Cyril the Squirrel. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for him to not listen, the Magnum Centre is a, a very small, shitty shopping centre in Scotland, and Cyril the Squirrel is their mascot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fucking idiot, man. Jesus. Amazing. Oh. The, the fact that Robert De Niro, though, in some way, probably doesn't remember, but in some ways he knew about Cyril the Squirrel at the <laughs> Magnum Centre is amazing. It's just amazing. Oh, uh, I think I know... I know one of the guys you're talking about anyway. Um, yeah, you definitely do. Um, a friend of a friend was called Sneaky Bacon um, <laughs> because his son <laughs> name was Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, we playing words, oh. man. That's good. Um, years ago, there was a guy with a pretty noticeable squint <laughs> in my work and he was nicknamed Bacteria because when he cried, the tears would run down his back. <laughs> oh. Oh. We had a wee fat guy at primary school who lied about being able to swim. He proceeded to put his name up for the swimming gala. On the evening of the gala, he went through with it, jumping in at the deep end. <laughs> and the life guy, the life guy, the life guy, <laughs> the lifeguard had to jump in and rescue him. <laughs> we, we still call him Plop <laughs> to this day. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, plop. It's a perfect onomatopoeia, isn't it? Plop. Um, used to know a guy with a massive chin. Uh, sorry, used to know a girl with a massive chin. That's even worse, poor cow. Um, she had all different chin based nicknames over the years Chinderella, Chinokio, Chinobo. <laughs> but the best one ever was when she got together with a lad who had a big lisp and they were known together as Chindler's Lisp. <laughs> Chindler's Lisp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, superb man. Um right, one each. Oh, I quite like this one. Uh, I know a lad who had a fit of sneezing one day and was forever known as Julius Sneezer. <laughs> 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 and then another mate again had epilepsy and he was known as Julius Caesar. <laughs> oh <laughs> Um last one. Um there was a guy in my town called Paul who was wheelchair-bound and had cerebral palsy, <laughs> but he was a total bastard of a guy, so his nickname was Terrible Palsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's oh, a good enough man. place to wrap that up, man. <laughs> a little yeah, bit shorter this so. week, but um, again, quite enjoyable. Again, you can get a hold of us on Twitter at Wrong Term Memory. You can send us an email, hello at Wrong Term Memory. If you've got any sort of stories or anything that you'd like us to cover because it makes life a little bit easier for us, so it does, mate. It really does, yeah. Um, it's, it's very much welcome, so thank you. Uh, the least work we can put into this, the better. That's it. Uh, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, all that usual nonsense. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.